Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Basketpod. Today, very special guests. I'm here along with Jack Buckingham, my co-host. I'm Bryce. Today we're we are joined by the QB King of Los Angeles, in my opinion, Mr. Sam Fisher himself. You can find him at Throw to Win on Instagram. Sam, how you doing, bud? Of course, it's, you know, ever since I started this, you were like, hey, I want to come on the pod, and it, it means a lot, it really does. I love a good podcast, I'm a big Joe Rogan fan, I try to follow as many good podcasts as I can, and I think it's cool that you guys are, it doesn't matter how old or young you are, you have something to say, you have a, you have a platform, man, so I'm always down to support my boys. For sure. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Um, So, first off, you know this is... A basketball podcast, kind of. What do you? What you? You have you watched any NBA this season? Have you? What just? What's your general opinion on the NBA or basketball itself? Or if you have none, that's also okay. <laughs> that's all right. Um, you know, it's basketball to me has become so much different than when I was your guys' age. I'm, I'm thirty in my mid thirties, so now it's become more of a like pop culture with. How, how big LeBron is and how big Steph Curry is and how big these polarizing um, players are and the teams that are created with all these so superstars. It's it's more than just a game now. It's almost like soap opera-ish and it's it's become bigger than, than it ever was when Jordan was dominated. You know, you just watched yeah. good, hard basketball and there's great basketball now, but it's just crazy how much polarizing it's become. Um just in general. So that's my first instinct when I think about basketball because I'm not obviously a basketball guru like you guys, but it's hard not to be involved when it's all around you if you're a sports fan in general. Oh yeah, it's the pop culture. You you you're right on the dot there. That's it's yeah. pretty crazy like I mean, you know, we've grown up in I guess in the transitioning age where like we grew up with Kobe was the king at first and then now you know, it's LeBron, of course, but we also have seen a change with, like, the social media aspect, and before social media was big, and the NBA wasn't that big, but in the past four years-ish, it's gotten, it's, it's huge. just it's gone all, up yeah. so much. It's like, there's, like, always some sort of highlight, or, or just, like, every hour or so. Like, For sure. Yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy, like, how how much, like, people see it nowadays, just when they, like, scroll through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, or anything like that, like... Yeah, just social media, like, just has such a big, like, uh, influence impact, yeah. over, yeah, impact over it all now, which is kind of crazy to think about. Oh, yeah. It feels like it's become, it's it's kind of snuck in as, like, the sport that, no matter what sport you play, it kind of connects you, because I know that 2K is huge with just interaction as being a competitive gamer, and, and just like the characters that are in the league now like it's just I feel like basketball is is like overshadowing every sport and that's never been the case ever so it's really it's really interesting it's really interesting seeing that for sure yeah. it's I mean I think that's what the NBA kind of has over the NFL right now is just like there's so much more social media action going on in that way like you you see so many more clips on like Bleacher Report House of Highlights everything and it, that's part of the reason of course is because 
it's every day. But the other part is there's just so much drama all the time. And I guess that's why it's fun for us to kind of follow and be so active on Twitter about because there's always something to talk about. And I guess that's what we miss sometimes with the NFL because, you know, it's like Monday night to Thursday night, there's not really anything going on besides practices. And, of course, today was pretty big with all the trades, which were honestly pretty crazy. But I guess that's why for us it's a little more easy to follow NBA and just talk about basketball in general, especially in a podcast form, just because there's so much going on and so much new content that we can talk about. Yeah, like I sort of feel like we basically have like every single one of our friends is at least pretty like caught up in the whole NBA like mm-hmm. uh season even though some of them aren't even really fans at all like they they know what's going on and like that's why like social media is just like they they just constantly see highlights and interviews and all that and it's just like that's unlike really any other sport it's just yeah. everyone's involved just like cuz cuz as you said like 2K and stuff like that everyone just wants to be like a, a part of it somehow w- one way or, or another I guess yeah. and that's for sure yeah. for sure well Sam moving on from basketball you know you're a QB instructor coach every kind of all around in the LA area right now uh, tell kind of the listeners what about what you do and why you do it I, I try to get kids uh really good at being quarterback and it's a hard it's a hard thing in this town because every kid wants to be a quarterback (laughs) for sure there's a lot of there's a lot of competition out there and I I think what what I really enjoy about coaching that position is that it's the stress level is really um, at at an all-time high and for kids now it's it's just it's so it's so demanding. When I was a kid, you played as many sports as you could, and you dropped the football. When it wasn't football season, you picked up a basketball, you picked up a baseball, and again, you were all in. Now it's in LA, 2018. If you are serious about being a quarterback, you've got to really be 24/7 about it. And it's I like being around that type of pressure because I think it, the cream rises to the top and. It, you know, guys like your brother who I think are special and are, are up and coming and have really put their name on the, the map this year, those guys love being in that type of uh, environment. They love when the lights are the brightest. They love being challenged. And as a competitor growing up, that's there's no better place I'd rather be. So it can be stressful and it can be hard. Um, but when you're around kind of so, uh, similar-minded guys, even mm-hmm. if they're younger, it's really fun to be around because we're challenging each other and we're encouraging each other and we're trying to just just try to figure it out in this like just ocean of sharks that everyone's trying to be the next guy. So it's it's a jungle out here, but it's it's really rewarding when you're around guys that work hard and, and really want to be uh, successful. For sure. I mean, I mean, watching my brother improve in the past two years, it's been really like remarkable how much the coaching just everything has helped him especially his footwork like Cole used to be slow and now he has some of the best footwork I've ever seen like he literally got out of so many situations this year where he should have been sacked or he should have fumbled the ball but he you know like someone's coming off the edge and he gets away and makes something happen so it was really fun to watch but it's also really cool to see like all that work 
you know, actually mean something. Yeah, he was working, like, every single day this summer. Like, for it, sure. It was, it was insane. Yeah. For sure. And so that leads me to my next question, Sam. Just with, like, what really – you work with, I bet, how many kids you think you've worked with in, in your career? Oh, man. It, hundreds at yeah. this point. Hundreds. For sure. And what if separates – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, there's, you know, there's been there's been so many, but I've also traveled a lot. Exactly. For sure. Then, you know, I'm going to Hawaii in December to do a big competition camp. So I've I've coached a lot of kids, but I've got a pretty tight circle of about thirty kids that I see consistently. Mm-hmm. For sure. And like, what separates, I guess, the the you know the stars from the kids who have a hard time figuring it out. I think it's just the, that tenacity of wanting to be great. Mm-hmm. I think the guys that are, you know, the guys that are tough mentally are the ones that stand out to me, not necessarily the biggest or the guys that are uh, with the, you know, have that six five frame that look the part. There's nothing wrong with that, obviously, but I think the guys that I see that, that really are doing their thing are the guys that are just have that killer instinct in them, and those are the ones that separate from the crane because at a certain point everybody's good everybody can throw everybody can can put the ball downfield it's the guys who do it the most consistent all the time and that's that's all between the ears for sure and I mean it's I I played QB kind of my whole life and the the number one problem for me always was snapping the band as they say like getting over a bad play and I guess for I think that's a big problem for a lot of QBs because once you get in your head, you, it really does affect how you play, and that's one thing my brother kind of I think has has always had over me is his ability to just kind of forget about it and get in the zone and just you know go the next drive for a touchdown. Like for me, it was always like once I threw one pick, it, I would get all rattled and blah blah blah. And you know, do you see that as a constant problem? I guess with some of your QBs, like getting in their heads after mistakes. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's the enemy. It's the, it's the biggest enemy you can have is fighting your fighting your inner battle. It's 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 the name of the game. You have to have a short memory. You have to bounce back up, and, and if you throw a pick, you got to got to throw TD the next play that's how your mindset like you just yeah. got to go out there with like a fearless attitude and, and that goes with any sport you know like if you don't believe you can make a three point shot when you shoot you're probably going to miss it so it's it's you got to just go to any battle course ready to go and, and fear, fearless of, of making mistakes and a lot of guys can't get over it a lot of guys are so talented but they're in their own way and that's the hardest thing to coach because there's really nothing I can do outside of just calming them down and encouraging them. Hopefully that it clicks where they can overcome that insecurity. But it's it's a hard thing to battle if you have if you if you're inclined to kind of you know be beating on yourself every time you make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Completely. I mean, I think you know football quarterback's probably the hardest position there is in any sport. I mean, you could make arguments for goalie and soccer and goalie and hockey, even just certain little things, but pitchers, closers, but I really don't think that there's any position like quarterback where so much revolves around you and how, like, 
at one point you can be the superhero, the star, and at the other you can literally be the most hated human. So it's <laughs> it's okay. it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure. I, I gotta call. I gotta say something about Brentwood. You guys had a great year, and I'm just really sad and, and hurt for you guys that you got the shaft like you did. It's super unfair, and I just want I just want you to know, man, that you guys Thank deserve you. to be. Not only like in the playoffs, but a high seat in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And Thank I, you. I hope that at least what happened to you guys can be somehow of a retribution for anything that happens next year where a team doesn't go through that and they can learn from that because that's bullcrap. And I thought you guys played really well this year. Well, thank you. I mean, it was it's definitely a, a tough pill to swallow. I guess, you know, I'm over it. No, I'm obviously not over it, but I'm not depressed or anything about it it's just i kind of you know you realize that you know stuff happens in life you can't really control it the cif is a whole other discussion but it's definitely not the best organization whatsoever and i think you know there's a lot of problems within itself the fact that they rank these divisions every week on like who's best and then those division rankings don't even matter when it comes to playoff seating. It makes no sense to me. Because leagues, yeah, you know, league play, if you win your league, great. But leagues are very different in the way that, like, some are a lot more competitive than others. And there's no, you can't rank playoffs based off of that. You have to rank them based off of divisions, schedule, uh, strength of schedule. There's so many other things. So, you know, it's hard to understand, but it happens, I hope. Uh, I hope your boys from Bonita win it all, honestly, this year, because... They didn't even. They're not even getting a home game. I saw, and they were second in Division Ten. So it makes no yeah. sense. Yeah, they've got a really good team too. I hope they run. They, they run deep. You know that JT uh, over there, the quarterback over there, is awesome dude. And, um, yeah, I hope they do. They do have a great success in the, in the playoffs for sure. I also think that um, your maturity is way better than I would have been as a senior. I would have been. <laughs> I would have caused a riot in LA, bro. I would have been burning buildings and like finding the CIS like board, and I would have torched their cars. It would have been bad. So you're, you're yeah. way ahead of the curve, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it's just you know, <laughs> I I obviously I I would love to do those things, but at the same time, it's like oh, it happens. I just it was a it was a fun season. You know, that's the great part about football is it's not like there's still good there's so many great memories I made this season is and we also had some pretty big wins and so I'm just gonna take those and kind of use those as my senior memories and it sucks but it happens and that's you know like I said that's the way life goes but moving on um Jack I know you have some NFL questions about just QBs in general for Sam like who's his favorite you want to take it away yeah I mean like my my main question this actually like is really relevant because it's coming up this weekend. But um, there's the whole um, Brady and Rodgers debate. You know, Brady's won more. Rodgers might have better stats, maybe better just overall skill. Um, and they're playing each other, whatever, Sunday. Is it Sunday or Monday night? I think it's Sunday night. Yeah, there was the MJ commercial. I don't know if you guys saw yeah, that. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Um, awesome yeah, so it was dope. Um, as as someone who like you know trains quarterbacks very consistently, um, who do you give the edge to on that one? I've I've, uh, I've had this conversation, and I actually had a uh, a post that I I put on my Instagram story uh, that is 
exactly this conversation. The way I put it is there's there's two ways, and they're all examples of animals. The one is the goat, which Brady is the goat, as far as if you're just going to look at the body of work, yeah. the rings, and the consistency, and how long he's been doing it, how successful he's been. Um, and then you have Rogers, who I, I call the golden goose. And he's the golden goose because there's only one of him that I've ever seen that yeah. has actually do what he does physically. I've never seen any other quarterback in my entire life uh, throw the ball the way he throws off and on platform, the way he can flick his wrist and drive a 40-yard backside post like he's doing nothing. I mean, his his attributes as a physical specimen is way, way off the charts. So you're going to compare these guys. You've got to compare them for what they are. you got a guy who is the, the all-time champion of champions who's done it all and has been flawless through his career. And then you've got a guy who will go down as the nastiest, most alien type of quarterback you're ever going to see in your life. So you've got two two greats, but I have to separate them from numbers and then just freak athleticism. Yeah, I completely I mean, agree. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers is also not young, but he's still he could definitely get another. He's got a lot more time. Yeah. Do you think he stays yeah. in Green Bay? I think he'd have to. He'd have to have someone that they come in that's better than him. Right now, they don't. And as far as he is moving, he doesn't seem like he's slowing down. His type of play tends to be, you know. Because he's so gifted physically, those guys usually, when they when they lose a step, it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with Brady is that he's never been flashy, so he looks the same as he looked when he was twenty. Because he's just he's a rubber bandy. Yeah, you're Rogers, so right. Rogers is quick, twitchy, and and is you know shifty with his hands and his feet. That tends to be noticeable when he when you get a little older and you lose a step. So it has to be at a point where he's he can't do the things he does as far as avoiding, you know, pressure. And there'd have to be a guy next up like he was with Favre, that, you know, that's putting pressure on him. So I think he's got three or four years left before that even happens. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, that's because their only backup is Hundley right now. He's not even close. Yeah. yeah, he's not close. I mean, the NFL this year, there's a, there's a lot of QBs who are just studs, like Drew Brees, Mahomes too. Mahomes this year, that was. Huge by the Chiefs to let Alex Smith yeah. walk. Yeah, that was it's a great really, call. Really smart move. But I mean, I'm a I'm a Saints fan. Have been my whole life, and just Drew Brees as a player is is just remarkable. He's 39. That's it's literally when I awesome. watching him every weekend is a blessing. Like he is. Deep. <laughs> He's awesome. I, That's such a great word. I'll tell you something about Drew Brees, man. Because people. People know how great he is. It's not like he's on the radar, but Drew Brees, and I tell all my guys this too, as much as it's it's amazing to watch what Rodgers is doing and, and, and don't ever doubt that he is the greatest I've ever seen throw, Drew Brees is the guy that I always tell my guys, take your, take your examples from because that guy is so mechanically sound that everything he does is textbook to a T. Like, he is so clean with his mechanics and so accurate and so put together in rhythm it's something that you can do as a quarterback you can't do what Rodgers does so it's hard to coach that but you can coach 
the way Breeze operates because it's within the confines of his rhythm and his mechanics. So it, he's actually probably my favorite to watch because it's so beautiful. For yeah, sure, so clean. I he yeah his his throwing motion is absolutely magnificent. It's everything is so fluid. I mean, the ball floats and it's like it's it's not like it's floating too high. It's, it literally like floats in the air. It's so like it's, it's perfect. Crazy. The spiral, everything. It's crazy. You don't got no Peyton Manning ducks with you know Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> now Peyton was my favorite growing up when I was your age. Peyton was doing things that, you know, he was, he was doing the no huddle and running the show, and he was calling up crazy audibles. He, he was so fun to watch at that time because he was the first guy that was putting that pressure on the defense in that way. Um, and it seemed like every every game he was putting up five touchdowns a game to, like, guys you never heard of, Brandon Stokely and Dallas Clark, and, you know, Marvin Harrison was his dude. But Marvin Harrison was five foot nine and maybe ran a 4'7", but he turned him into a superstar. Like he got, he was so over the top, like ahead of the, the curve when he was doing his thing. He was really fun to watch. It's so crazy. I I like remember those names, all three of those names, just because the Colts were so dominant at one point. Especially like yeah. Marvin Harrison. He was he was at the Patriots at one point too, right? Or am I wrong? He didn't go to the Patriots. He, he retired, I believe, a, a Colt. Um, or is that is that Rodney Harrison? Rodney Harrison was a safety. He, I, I don't know if he was ever with the Colts. I um, think he was with the Patriots. That's probably where my confusion is coming. But Harrison, Marvin Harrison, you know, Peyton, I was at the Super Bowl um, in 20, I think it was 2010 with Peyton Manning, Colts versus Saints. Drew Brees' is only Super Bowl to this day. And just watching those, like, I, of course, I don't remember the actual what really happened on the field besides the onside kick and the Tracy Porter interception touchdown, but I can just remember the feeling of like watching those guys compete on the field and just getting so like lucky to have watched two of the greatest QBs play in a Super Bowl together. That's pretty cool. That's really, really cool, bro. I wish I could have a, I wish I get to see a Super Bowl in my lifetime, man. Those are hard tickets. I'm going to have to call you up. Oh yeah, those the tickets. Oh my god, oh my god, the tickets are crazy. That's like getting uh, courtside Laker tickets in the <laughs> championship series. Dude, oh, courtside Laker tickets are courtside Lake Laker tickets in the regular season. Yeah, they're like, like four times with, the, with the price than regular um, NBA courtside tickets. Oh my god, it's insane. <laughs> so how 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 much money has LeBron already? spiked up in those tickets for him being there. Oh, I'm sure. You know, I don't know the direct statistic. Jack I mean, can probably look it I up I can right find now. how much they're going for this year. I'm not but, sure how much they are. I mean, it, it's like L.A., so they're always going for, like, a decent amount, but, I mean, I, I think it was insane. What What's also probably a big factor is that I bet they sold out with season tickets and that people are reselling their season tickets for oh, loads of money. I bet. Oh, that's a good point. Because courtside, like... When you find out LeBron's coming, of course you're going to buy season tickets for the next season because, one, there's a lot of resale value, and, two, it's fun to go watch LeBron. He's magnificent. I mean, the games they've lost have all been fun to watch. He's... Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's crazy how the now, Lakers... Now, are they, are they going into this year, was the expectations to, like, win the West, or they they know they're about a year behind before that happens? I think the expectation this year is to make playoffs for sure 
I mean, and which might not, of course, I, I think it'll happen, but like right now they're two and five, and you know they've lost a couple of really close ones, but the expectation for this year is just to create a winning culture because LA hasn't had that since Kobe's prime, really, or the end of Kobe's prime, right before his uh, Achilles injury, so. That's a big part of it, I think, just creating a winning culture for these young guys because there's a lot of second-year rookie, third-year players, and LeBron's kind of the dad but also the, the king of the court. So the, he signed for a four-year deal um, this past summer, which I assume you know, but the, the goal this year is just to create a winning culture because the first thing you got to learn how to do with a team like this and LeBron is win. And the problem with a lot of these guys who play with LeBron is that they just never can figure out how to play within him because he demands so much of the ball and just he's a hard guy to be on the court with. It's just like it's it's like um, it's not really like football where, you know, you have a great QB and receivers come become better automatically with basketball. If you have a amazing score passer whatever, you still have to find a way to play with them. And that's that's kind of what we always talk about, how a big part of the NBA is playing within systems, and that's why you see a bunch of talented, really talented rosters not go far because they don't know how to play with each other. And it even happens in football a little bit with, like, defenses. I mean, the Patriots, the first four weeks of the year, are always really sketchy on defense. And then they figure it out because their coaching is unbelievable, but... I mean the the Warriors like playing together. It's like they literally have four All Stars, mm-hmm. and like that's obviously why it works to some like level. But they also just work so well with like they just it's feed like off the each perfect other. pairing of All Stars. I mean when 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 Clay broke uh, the uh, record yesterday for for most threes, he was breaking Steph's record, and Steph was like s- celebrating with him as as he broke the record. Like there has to be such a level of like cohesion when there are m- multiple talented players on, on, like, any sports roster. And, like, that's what they've perfected so much, I guess. And, like, the Lakers are still sort of figuring that out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the Lakers Warriors courtside tickets. The Lakers Warriors courtside tickets are going for six $6,700. Jesus. <laughs> wow. One, t- one seat to watch LeBron. a three-hour game. <laughs> yeah, and, and probably a blowout, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> funny thing is that half those people aren't even watching the game they just want the camera on them oh of course it's so crazy like laker games are the most dull games sometimes especially like two years ago where the fan base was just lacking it's literally just a bunch of people either on business or just you know trying to do something with their lives and spend their money that they have so much of so (laughs) yeah it's like why why don't i go to a lakers courtside game i can just blow all my money i want yeah it's oh man but sam we're we're almost at 30 minutes but lastly i just i i have to mention it because you know this has been a big part of i think you're coming up in like the qb coaching world is like Social media, a lot of people love it, a lot of people hate it. How have you used social media to your advantage to create a fan base, to create a following? Because, like, I'm being real here. The way I found out about you and, like, the way Cole found out about you was through Instagram and through watching your hilarious videos slash just your training videos, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Well, thanks, buddy. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I came out here to, to act. So really? I... 
my background is performing and entertaining and I love making people laugh and I've got a platform now for two things and I used to I used to worry about putting too much of my humor out there because I thought it would drive away people who were serious about being a quarterback and so I was kind of hesitant but now I think people know that I I know the game of the quarterback position and I'm a good coach so I have a lot of freedom now just to be myself and if I want to do something goofy um, I, I do it and most of the kids that I coach just love it and they usually want in on it so it's been really cool to not only do what I love which is coaching but I also love entertaining and I don't know man I'm not I'm, it's, it's nothing major it's just me being me and for sure if I, if I don't make myself laugh, I'm going to take myself too seriously, and that's a place that I hate being. Yeah. And and if if I give you guys just any advice, try to, try to never take yourself too seriously because this life is serious enough, and enjoy it, and, and be goofy, and don't worry about looking cool. You you doing what you do and enjoying what you do is the coolest thing ever. And, and if I lose cat, like people that are not wanting to be you know, follow what I do, that's fine because the people that do follow usually love it and I get a kick out of it. So that's that's all it is, man. Just me being me. For sure. And just trying to trying to do what I do and, and love what I do. Well that's awesome, man. I love it. We gotta do one of those uh, acting videos with you, me, and Cole before I go to college next year. <laughs> <laughs> I've I have i have been I've been envious. <laughs> Cole, Cole sent me a video the other week where he was uh he was mimicking a coach that we know, and it was spot on. No, he's, he's no, really, yeah. He's, he's been working. Well, Cole, Cole's been working on his impressions in general lately because I, I love to do impressions at home, and like I can figure out a, a, a someone's voice pretty easily. And Cole came home the other week and had an impression of someone, and I couldn't remember, but it was it literally sounded the exact same, <laughs> and I was so proud as an older brother. It's <laughs> all you guys, man. Like. It's been so cool getting to know, like, you and Cole, and now Boone. Boone's such a cool little kid. Like, I know. Your parents have done a good job, and you guys, I love the way you guys uh, encourage and you got each other's back. You know, I've got three brothers, too, and I, yeah. it reminds me a lot of my family. So you guys well, are thanks, man. definitely one of my favorites to be around, man. So Thank you. We love being around you. I mean... Well, Sam, thank you. It's, I mean, Jack and I, we've had a great time listening yeah. to you talk today on this pod. We finally did it. We got you on the podcast. And must I say, you, 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 have, a, you have a radio personality. I, I, I'm, I wouldn't say I was surprised, but, like, it's, 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 a, pleasant, it's a pleasant thing to know. You could, you could start a throw-to-win podcast. <laughs> yeah. <you> could. <laughs> well, dude, I, I just got to get back on yours and just get, uh, get warmed up. So yeah, yeah. Hey, you're, oh, of course. You're always, yeah. you're always welcome. It's always great talking to you. I'll, I'll text you after, see what's up. But cool. thanks for coming on. We yeah, appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Jack. Thanks, Bryce. We'll talk soon, man. All right, man. Of course. Be safe. Peace. That was uh, Coach, Coach Sam, Sam Fisher. Fisher, and um, I'm sure he'll be on again at some point. Oh yeah, that yeah, was that was that was fun. I I mean, it was it was more casual, I'd say, than we usually do. But that's sometimes, I guess, what we hell yeah. I mean, need as. As a young aspiring broadcast journalist, I think we need to expand our horizons with yeah, you obviously you know, can't multiple just talk about one thing. Yeah, exactly, and you know, we do follow multiple sports. I think, and that's important to yeah, we're, yeah we're pretty big at NFL reach out. Guys, yeah, like yeah. we we follow the NFL a lot, so it's like why not 
kind of be yeah. all around because a lot of the jobs in sports these days are talking about everything and especially if you know one day we want to have our own show blah 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 we couldn't only talk, talk about I mean, we could, I mean, we could but, but you would... still have to know stuff you once you know. get like big enough then maybe you can just focus on one sport but like when you're trying to like come up i feel like you have to be sort of like especially multi- especially when you're working they can give you a job in literally oh, anything yeah, yeah. and you're like oh well i have to go do that it could be freaking Hockey, and you're like, oh, just gonna say hockey. I have to go do hockey now, but yeah, that was that was a good one. I think we'll be coming out with probably a week to recap during the weekend, oh, yeah, or maybe sure. a little earlier next week because I'm heading off to oh, Baton Rouge yeah. for out of town. number one versus number three, which will that'll be that's crazy. Gonna be, that's gonna be tough if they lose. Oh, dude, if LSU loses, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, but. Once again, thank you guys for listening. We'll leave Sam's information down, down below the under the info. Description. Yeah. Uh, we hope Viewers, you guys, you guys have been showing out lately, not going to lie. The numbers it. are looking a lot better. We appreciate it. Much love. We'll keep working. We'll see you guys later. Peace.